check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Dead. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome everybody, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We're live. It's Thursday, February 6th, 10.59 a.m. Starting one minute early, and it's free. We don't, we're going to give you one minute extra. You don't have to pay anything for that. San Diego this weekend. Round six of 17. Tomac and Roxon been going at it. They've been one, two the last four rounds. Outside of Cooper Webb's last corner pass. But basically it's been one, two. All right. Thanks for listening. 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP. We're going to give some stuff away. We're going to talk some San Diego. We're going to review the series in general. We can talk MXGP if you want. That's coming up. We can talk uh, Canadian Moto if you want. We can talk. We can't talk MotoGP. I don't know anything about MotoGP. But please, give us a call in. Uh, tickets for San Diego, too, if you want. 702-586-7857. Thank you, Fly Racing. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, just some of the guys wearing Fly Racing. Justin Brayton also. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Head to toe. They've got you covered. Uh, everything you need. Uh, thank you, Athena, as well. Athena's on the show. They're a point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys. Athena's offer also includes high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, clutch discs, filters and so much more athena.com thanks to those guys uh and they're part of the get company as well they, their products are guaranteed by the latest generation quality controls and the continuous development is ensured by the in-house r&d department which works side by side with the best racing teams out there protaper.com chad reed jgr rockstar husky geico honda using protaper bars whether it's a seven eights bar whether it's the uh, fusion oversized bar whether it is the uh original contour slash Pro Taper crossbar list bar from back in the day. ProTaper.com has got you covered. And Max's Tires, Alex Ray using Max's to hook up on his way to main events out there. Uh, thank you to Max's.com uh, for that information. UTVs as well. Mountain bikes, great mountain bike tires from the folks at Max's. And the MXSTs developed by McGrath, used by the Cat and A-Ray. So thank you to uh, um, Max's for coming on the show. FlyRacing.com as well. Jason Thomas, Dan Truman coming up here shortly on the show. Let's let's talk some Supercross. Uh, East Coast too coming up next week in Tampa. This is the last swing of the uh, of the West Coast here, and it's all done for the year, well, except when we come back to Vegas. But and it's Salt Lake. I don't know. Uh, it's Salt Lake that way. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, as I said, so San Diego's a good one. Petco Park weather looks good track is always pretty good it's military appreciation weekend this 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 coming race so i know some of the teams and riders have some cool shit mitch payton was telling me about it last week uh, jason thomas from fly racing will be on here shortly to talk about the uh what fly racing is going to do and uh dan truman will be on from get and athena and we're going to talk to chad reed talk about some chad reed questions is, is he lining up this weekend San Diego's a very good race for him, traditionally speaking. He missed last weekend in Oakland, and uh, we hope to see him out there battling rib injuries, of course. He was on Pulp Mex show on Monday. Usual self that he was. Uh, we're going to give away fly racing uh, base layer um, today. So I don't know anything about this, but base layers are good. I know that from mountain biking. I know a man who will know a lot about that. Taking your calls, holding things down over there, probably also has some fly racing base layer. Tits legendary. What's up, Tits? Surprisingly, this was under my radar. I didn't know that they even had those. Wow. Yeah, it is surprising. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that 
you are letting them down. Flat I racing. had to go onto their website. When he says, this is what we're giving away, yeah, I yeah. said, I have no idea what you're talking about. But you're it the definitely fl- looked cool. You are the fly racing product expert. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess there's always room for improvement, right? Yeah, I know. That's a good point. All right, let's get Jason Thomas on the line if you can. Uh, Will's on one. Will, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, what's happening? Um, so we all saw Jet Lawrence just come out amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I have only been watching Supercross for maybe seven or eight years, so I kind of missed the whole McGrath, Chad Reed, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of Bubba. But so my question, uh, kind of statement is, um, you know, AC uh, he up, came bro? out two fifty to four fifty and was just. You know, he. I mean, I, we haven't seen this in a while. It, who was the last rookie that came 250 to 450 and did that good? I know he hasn't won, you know, gotten first or anything, but I yeah. mean, he's up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's happened. Uh, Dunge won a title in his rookie year, as in a in a 450. Plessinger, um, yeah. you know, he didn't do so good. No, Osborne no. Yeah, Osborne's guys coming from 250 to 450. That right, and Anderson was pretty good right off the bat. I think he got second in his first 450 race uh, at Anaheim. Uh, Anderson's always been pretty good since he jumped up. He won the 250 West Series, and right. uh, and then immediately did pretty well. So, um, yeah, what AC's doing isn't unheard of. You know, podium guy, fast like that's not unheard of. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and then like you said, you haven't been watching Supercross that long, but James stepped in and was obviously balls out fast right away. Chad. Chad won his first uh, his first race as a as a full time 450 guy. Okay. So yeah, it's you, it's, uh, it's happened. What do you think AC is going to get a get a podium? I know it's going to happen this season. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's, he got Anaheim one podium. Don't forget, he got Anaheim one podium. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to happen anytime. Um, he's a threat every single weekend. Nice, nice. So thanks, Will. Thanks for calling, man. Yep. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Let's get to Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's happening? Big weekend for the folks at Fly Racing. It's Military Appreciation Weekend in San Diego. You guys got some cool stuff coming out. That's awesome. We do, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be released tomorrow. Uh, so you'll be able to go to your local dealer, go on your favorite online retail website, and buy it there. Uh, but, yeah, obviously all of our uh, all of our racers will be wearing it. Wearing it Saturday, and as you know, we have a ton of privateer racers that all wear Fly Racing as well, so they will all be wearing it too. That's awesome. Uh, our guy Tits here, he's a Fly Racing product specialist. Uh, we're giving away a Fly Racing base layer and he didn't know anything about it, JT. I suggest clipping his rider support program well, immediately. You guys live in Vegas, so there's about three days a year where you would actually need a base mm, player. Maybe. I, can we still clip them, though? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tits, you're clipped from Fly Racing. Um, do you Have you changed – San Diego this weekend, obviously, like I said, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Have you changed your opinion at all on AC getting a win? Not really, no. I, I think uh, most of these weekends have been up for grabs. Um, I thought it was pretty unlikely last weekend just because he was pretty stiff coming off of that big crash in Glendale. And uh, generally it's hard. It, it's harder to ride loose and, and fast the way he's going to need to ride to get a win uh, when you haven't really practiced all week and your timing may be just a touch off and – I just feel like usually in those scenarios you ride just a little bit more cautiously than, than normal maybe. So um, going into, you know, this weekend in San Diego, I would say his, his odds are just as good as any. I just thought the only race where maybe it wasn't going to happen was last week. Right. He's still, still on board with him getting wins, though. Or a yeah, win. I am. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it'll be multiple or whatever, but, uh, you know, when you look at the speed he has, he's usually a good starter. Um, so if you continue to put yourself in, in a – you know, positive situation with the speed he has. I mean, sure, he almost did it in his first race. You know, so when you look at it that way, mm-hmm. I would say it's more likely than not. Yeah, it should be interesting to watch him as the grind goes on. As you know, seventeen races in eighteen weeks, it gets yeah, to you. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know, it, it, there's a there are a few storylines going into this weekend because this sixth race on the calendar last year was a, a big turning point for a few guys. Uh, Cooper Webb, this is where he really kind of caught fire. And uh, he, he really ran ran off a bunch of podiums and wins, kind of starting at the sixth race. And Tomac won this uh, won San Diego, but then past this is where he started to run into a lot of trouble. Uh, he had that really strange Arlington race um, just past this point of the season, and it really kind of started to unravel a little bit for him. 
So while we, we feel like we know what we saw last week, you know, Cooper, Cooper had a really strong weekend, seemed to get some momentum, and Tomac was obviously fantastic. Last year it was eerily similar to this going into the sixth round and uh, with Webb, and he, he was not your points leader either then either. Uh, but this is where he kind of picked up the pace and changed the whole narrative. Of the season. Wow. It's, such a different, it's such a different series out east, right? Like it really is. It just, you know, yeah, and it, it just changes. You, it is. And if you look at it last year, we, you know, just overall for the whole season last year, you would have thought that Cooper Webb kind of ran away with the whole thing, like the whole time. That, that's the way I felt. I never really, like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of Cooper's year all year. But if you really dive deep into it, and that's kind of what I was alluding to a minute ago, it really wasn't. The first month of the season, Webb was pretty good, but nothing, nothing you know, over the top. He wasn't the points leader. He really wasn't winning races. And then all of a sudden, something clicked. And his starts got better, and his pace got better, and I don't know if that's the dirt. I don't know if it's confidence thing, uh, but it was on paper. It's really stark the contrast uh, from round six on. Oh, you remember last year in our review pods after that Dallas win, I was all on the web wagon because that win is the type of thing that will propel you. You know, like I was all over that. I was just like, this is it. This is this is going to be the turning point. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, what for you, what made it different than Anaheim 2 for him? Well, just because that was a triple crown, shorter race and everything else. So, that, you know, just what he did. I think at the, by Dallas, we'd, we'd seen Tomac do a Tomac thing. Did, did, was it Dallas not the one that Tomac Dallas went backwards? Yeah, the meltdown. Yeah, the yeah. meltdown. So we had a meltdown, and then we had Webb, who was a champion and a winner his whole life, outside of those two years uh, at Yamaha. You know, that was, to me, where he turned the table. So we'll see yeah. if we get another ride like that. Like, it's, yeah, I just... It, this thing, the whole series starts, uh, you know, starts at Daytona. Um, I don't really believe into that, but it does right. change out east. That's for sure. So, yeah, I just thought I just thought that was really interesting, and I, I didn't expect it when I looked at the points. Right. Uh, it was so similar to last year, and then all of a sudden it just flipped. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know that that's going to happen again. Maybe it was a one year thing, but if you're Webb or if you're in Webb's camp, somebody should put that in front of him and say, Hey, look yeah. at the points. Look at your last year. Look at this year, and look what happened down the stretch. 40-40-20, JT. 40-40-20 right now. With, uh, I don't know what that means. With 12 rounds to go. 40% the title is Roxon's. 40% the title is Tomax. 20% the title is Webb's. Oh, yeah? That's okay. my official breakdown. All right. Well, last year at this point, he was eight points down. Mm-hmm. This year, he's 18, right. just, for, for, just for reference. All right. Uh, let's get some phone calls here. Brandon wants to talk to you about the Formula Helmet. Uh, Brandon, right. welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. What's your question? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Um, so my question is, I had, so I do a lot of uh, motoing and mountain biking out here in San Diego, and uh, so I'm in the market for a new helmet, and I was wondering, specific to mountain biking, like downhill mountain biking, if money weren't a thing, is there any reason to buy the Carbon Works over the Formula helmet? Uh, it's going to be a little bit lighter. Um, okay. But... It, very, it, the Carbon Works was very similar to an F2. It was just a little bit modernized and a little bit lighter than the F2 was. Uh, but they were very similar as far as their technology and, and their build. Uh, the formula is significantly different, obviously, with technology. It has Rion in it. It has Conet EPS. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a different animal altogether. You know, most, of, most people that choose to wear a mountain bike-specific helmet, like a downhill helmet, are just going purely on the weight factor. But yeah. if you look at a look at a formula, it's the lightest helmet on the on the USA market anyway. Uh, so it kind of alleviates that issue. So um, for downhill, you know the Carbon Works is a great option. But if you look at our, especially our BMX guys or uh, those guys specifically, like Connor Fields, he chooses to wear a formula over the Carbon Works uh, mountain bike helmet. Okay, sweet. Yeah, well, I'm leaning towards the formula so I can moto and mountain it's bike. It's pretty light, man. When when you pick it up, it's pretty light, and like 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 J, like you just said, you can do both. You can ride moto and downhill in it, so um, you save yourself some yeah. money there. You know, it's um, about man. uh, it's about thirty percent lighter than the uh, most of the premium uh, motocross helmets on the market. So I think it is a, a unique opportunity for you to get two for one there to use yeah. uh, use it in both disciplines. All right, Brandon, you want awesome. some tickets to San Diego Supercars? Heck yeah. All right. Thanks to the folks at Feld for doing this for us. Uh, Supercross Live, of course. Stay on the line. We'll get your information, and uh, we'll give you two tickets to San Diego. All right, Brandon? Sweet. Thanks a lot, guys. No problem. Thank you. 
we got Austin on one. Austin, what's going on? What's your question? How's it going? Uh, I know this really sounds crazy to say, but at this point, A. Ray is pretty much a guaranteed main event guy, well, almost guaranteed main event guy. What do you ever see him taking that step up, like Pike, or is he just gonna stay, you know, back end of the 450 field? What do you think, JT? Could Pike? Could A. Ray become a Pike, a Weston Pike? I'm gonna say no, and and that's not as a flight to A. Ray. It's just such a very unique thing that Weston was able to do. Uh, if you look at Weston's results, you know, going back to 2010 or so, to see where he got up to getting on the podium, I mean, we, we really have never, I don't want to say never, but we very rarely see that level of improvement and, you know, acceleration curve as far as results. So I do think A-Ray has talent. If he can smooth out just a tiny bit, he could certainly get closer, you know, I'm going to say, you know, 10 through 14. Uh, but to get up to the podium, man, the way this, the field is now, I I just can't see it. Oh, yeah. The, the podium may be a, a bit of a stretch, but uh, I, I was just going off of the last couple of years. He has steady improved, but, yeah, he hasn't made that huge jump like Pike did year to year. Pike was uh, pretty, uh, it's, pretty it's, miraculous. It's amazing. It's amazing what Weston did if you saw him early on, you know. It, well, you, you know, sorry, um, the one thing I would add there, Weston had – a lot of talent. He just wasn't very good at Supercross. His his first 450 national of his career, he got ninth overall. So just factor that in to it's just a window to the the talent he had. He just had to learn how to apply that to Supercross. A Ray really didn't uh, have that level of talent that Weston did to, to begin with. I didn't know that Weston got ninth like a Glenn Helen. Glenn Helen, yeah, jeez. Oh, yep. huh. Early years of Supercross, he was like a brick shit house guy yeah. going through the uh, rhythm section. Oh, was, he was, uh, yeah. He wasn't it was good. Amazing so. to watch. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, no problem. Uh, Aaron, you uh, you want some tickets to San Diego? Hello. You want some tickets to San Diego, Aaron? Oh hell yeah! All right, we'll put you on hold. Hell yeah! All right, thanks to the folks that fell. All right. All right. He's got to call in. We'll just give them to you. I'm feeling lazy today, JT. Um, oh, these people, these people probably live in like Chicago, and you're giving them tickets to San Diego. Yeah, really, right? Uh, what's up, Travis? You got a question about Baker's Factory and the motocross the nations? Yeah, those are two separate questions. Okay, go ahead. But, uh, first one, like, I don't really understand what Baker's deal is. Like, does he get paid per guy or just a flat rate? Dude, he to train all those. He he crushes it. He gets paid per guy. <laughs> he gets paid by KTM, and per guy, yeah, Alden Baker's so who, making so much money. Sorry, and good for him. Which Whatever. Guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure he's making bank. But uh, what guys are even there currently right now? Because I, I, like, is Anderson training there week to week? Uh, I don't think so. Anderson's been out here. I know, um, like Seth Rarick and Mike Brown have been out in California because everybody's out in Cali, Cali now, right? R.J. Hampshire is underneath Alden, and he went back to Florida. Osborne's out here. Webb's out here. So, you know, they'll all get to be back in Florida when the series goes east. But yeah. for now, they all kind of ride their own test tracks and all of that stuff. So all right, and so. Do you think that deal will just keep going until KTM feels like stopping? Because, I mean, it worked before for Alden just picking up different guys. That yeah. I don't know, JT. What do you, you think? Like, going, you seem going back to that? JT, what do you think? If you're KTM, uh, do you just keep – and let's say he doesn't get the title this year. Let's say, you know, Roxanne or Tomac gets it. Do you, uh, do you, JT, keep paying for Alden services if you're an OEM? I think so. I mean, his track record is so strong, you know, and – I think I think KTM has to look at it and say, okay, we can we really expect him to win every year? You know, he, he <laughs> turned it around with Anderson. He he turned Webb around and got him a title. I, and these guys, I shouldn't say he got it, but you know, he was a integral part of that process. At some point, you've got to think that Roxon and Tomac might sneak a title in here, right? So, I, if you're KTM, what better alternative do you have? Than knowing what what's possible there, so yeah, I don't. I mean, unless budgets or finances get in the way, I don't see why they would go away from that program. You would plus you, even, hey, you would figure that's six figures, right? That's six figures. I would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah to be like, hey, so. you just work with our guys. Here's six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and honestly, one of the most important pieces of that puzzle is that KTM and Husky can keep him away from their competition. That's a big part of the the process too. Is not only do they get him, no one else gets him. Yeah, yeah, and. Part of that was, like, how long does Alden want to stay with those guys? But I'm sure if 
that's kind of where I was coming at is like, are there other guys you think that he'll be like, you know, I, I want to step away and train some other guys, but no, I don't I guess I, if the money's I think, coming and he's won two championships. It's not like he's missing out on anything. I've had some conversations with him. He really would like to step back and, and have a, a guy underneath him and step back on the travel and step back on the day to day stuff. You know, uh, um, he's got Rarick and Mike Brown right now. Um, and I think I think he would like to do that, and he would like to create just a compound and have people there and all of that. But I don't know if uh, you know when he's going to be able to well, do that. I'll do but it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell him. I'll tell him, uh, Travis. I think uh, I think the challenge with that is, is it would be similar to Steve if Steve wanted to sell Pulpum X. You know, Alvin is is the Baker's factory. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, he, you know, the mental side of it, him being in their corner and keeping their head right. I, there's such a confidence that comes along with Alden being with those guys every step of the way. I don't know long-term that it's going to work that way for him, you know, because mm-hmm. I love Seth Rarick and I love Brownie and all those guys. And when Tyler Rattray was there, but they're not Alden Baker. Yeah. They don't have 20 titles to their name or whatever the number is. Yeah. All right, Travis. Probably take like some. Oh, yeah. What, what else? What else you got? MXDN question. Uh, just your your way too early motocross the nation pick. Oh god, dude. <laughs> uh, um, you just got to throw something at the wall. Justin Cooper, Eli. To- oh wait, they're not going to go. Um, well, is that what you're thinking? They're out. Osborne. Yeah, I think Cowie's out. Uh, Osborne, Anderson, and Justin Cooper. Yeah, there we go. Same teams last year. Wait, that's the same team. So, <laughs> yeah, just show way, up. Way step right. out on a limb there, Steve. I don't know, bro. He just asked me. So what do you think, JT? I think if Cooper's healthy, he'll go. Um, I think the weight of that Supercross title last year was a, a big factor in him not going. So I'll, I'll, I think Cooper goes after a year away. And we're going back to the track. Cooper Webb. Cooper on. Webb, you're saying. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know why I said that Cooper raced on the track before. But I think going back to a track that's normal. going to and Actually, he did race there. He yeah. raced on this track. Yeah. Uh, so going to a track he knows. Um, so I, I think he would he would step up. And it really, it's really going to come down to whether, you know, he or Jason Anderson beats each other, beats each other outdoors. Because I think uh, I think Osborne will be on the team either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super early though. Come on, Travis. You can't throw yeah, that yeah, at us. Yeah. Right. Oh, you can't. You can't start early enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, thanks, Travis. Thanks for the call. Hey, um, I'm coming from Arizona, so if you got two tickets, I'll take them. Uh, sorry, bro. We're all out. Sorry, bud. Should have asked earlier. All right. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Should have gave him to Travis instead of Aaron. Aaron didn't even ask a question. Uh, JT, you can probably buy them on eBay from those guys that just want them because they're probably live uh, near here. JT, are you got to go, or do you can you stay longer? Uh, yeah. Do you have a guest lined up? Yeah, yeah. I have okay. D- Dan Truman coming up, so you got to go. All right, sounds good. All yeah. right, see you later. All right, see you guys. Thanks. That's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Let's uh, let's go to some lines. We'll get Dan Truman up here shortly. Mason, what's up, man? Hey guys, um, I was wondering if um, Marty's passed over the 250 anvil over to Christian Craig. Dude, right? Uh, good God, man. Um, yeah, it's been rough for Christian. You know, he he kind of hit me up. He uh, he texted me. He's like, I was kind of saying like, oh, this season's been a disaster for him in my column, uh-huh. and he hit me up and said it hasn't been a disaster. I've been riding well, and I'm like, you have been, but there's yeah, no results. Sure. So I I don't know what to tell you. Like, you got to get the results. I don't think he was too pumped with me on saying that, but. Dude, yeah. it's, a, it's a disaster. I mean, he, you know, like he crashed down St. Louis on his own fault, and Ferrandez took him out at, at Anaheim too. And then, you know, um, yeah, it's just like it's been bad. So I don't know. It sucks. He's He's got speed, though. I feel like he's like close to a podium guy. but Well, got, that's what I'm saying. I right. mean, Marty was, you know, you got to sign Marty. You got to sign Christian Craig. And it seems like the anvil's falling on Christian Craig now that Marty's yeah. out. No, I agree. Yeah. So, um, Too bad. The good thing is, is he's got a ride secured. Absolutely. So, all right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you. it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. We're still looking to give away the Fly Racing. Is this just the top base layer? Is it bottom? Tits? I don't know. Uh, both. Both. Okay, so base layer from the folks at the Fly Racing. Uh, Athena and Get are on the show, of course. Uh, Dan Truman, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going, guys? How's the Athena and Get business coming along? It's going good. We're really busy right now with uh, the GP, uh, you know, is in full swing with the Italian championship. And that's our main, mm-hmm. you know, our main series for us being based out of Italy and stuff. We support a lot of the GP teams. And, and now with uh, Yamaha going to one team in Europe, we have, you know, we have Paul in and those guys all on board. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been a really busy off season for, for them. Um, when's the first GP? When is it? 
Next week, um, I think? <clears throat> not next week. I think it's the weekend we're in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Dallas. Um, yep. But yeah, they, they're racing the Italian Championship right now, which right. is a, a pretty good series. They A lot of the top guys race it. You know, Geyser's been racing it and right. Evans and those guys. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been busy for us. It's good. Uh, we get to look at all the new bikes and all the projects we've been working on. Yeah. We get to try all the products there first, so it works out good. I've got the wireless uh, hour meter, SOS meter thing from Get on my mountain bike, so thanks for that. Uh, I put Pookie as my emergency contact if things go sideways. Um, hopefully she answers. That's all I got to say. Like, yeah, no, it's a cool product. You know, uh, we introduced it at the trade shows, and you know, basically it's an SOS, so you can put emails or phone numbers in it if you ride alone or mountain bike or uh, off road or, or any any kind of riding alone. If you crash, it'll mm-hmm. send an alert to you know to your loved ones and let them know your last location. And you yeah, know, if you don't respond, it's it's something cool. You know, we kind of got it from from other aspects of you know GPS technology and things like that. So yeah, it's a cool product. Something yeah. Different. Well, do you think Pookie answers if it if it hits her up? Like, hey, your Steve's Steve's gone yeah. missing. <laughs> she might not take it serious, which is one problem. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she might just be like, oh, he's all right, he's fine, he always comes home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Later, I, I could have problems with that. Um, Dan, as we know, you work with Chad on uh, on his program with the Mountain Motorsports Honda team uh, out for uh, Oakland. But uh, do you think he's racing this weekend? Does it does it look positive as of now on a, on a Thursday? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. Um, Oakland, he broke some ribs in his crash, for anyone that don't know, uh, in Glendale in that first-turn crash, same ribs he had broken before. So uh, the older he is, the longer it takes to heal, and ribs already don't heal very fast. Mm -hmm. So Oakland just really didn't make a lot of sense for him to go out and race. We knew the track was going to be tough, and he was having a hard time breathing once we taped him up. So the goal was to to rest another week. I think he'll ride press day tomorrow. We'll have a better idea, but I mean, he really does want to race. He has a lot of history in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Some of our sponsors are from, from that area. So we have a lot of guests coming and stuff. So he, he definitely wants to be out there. Uh, I just, ribs are tough, you know, for anyone that has ribs and he doesn't really have a lot to prove. He's not, in Cooper Webb's position or something, you know, or this isn't 08 when he was winning a title. So if he doesn't race, will he keep going to the races? Is that the plan no matter what? Even like yeah. say he needs to take two, three weeks off. 100%. He'll be at every race. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, besides the ones that we've mm-hmm. talked about, possibly Seattle and Denver because of yeah. some conflicts. But, yeah, he'll be at every race. We've already sold VIP spots. And, you know, this past weekend, I think the VIPs were almost excited that he didn't race because he just hung out with them in the right. in the press box all week. So it was kind of cool for them. They all messaged me afterwards, and they're like, man, this was cool. He wasn't but, grouchy either. Like, he wasn't that grouchy. He was good. <clears throat> like, sometimes he can be grouchy if he's not riding and hurt. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was I think, good. Yeah. He's taking it all in, which is something we talked about going into the first race. Like, listen, you have nothing to prove. You're not battling these guys for the top spot. Like, kind of embrace the opening ceremonies and the fans. You know, you'll see him. Um, you do the the fly show during the day, but around five o'clock, he's still out signing autographs. You mm-hmm. know, he's the only rider out there still doing that. So, yeah. I like that he's taking it in. That's kind of what we wanted in this kind of goodbye tour thing. So, it's good to see. For you, Dan, San Diego this weekend, uh, Petco Park. Been there a number of years. How do you think of the move to Petco as opposed to Qualcomm? What's uh, what's your take on all that now that we've done it for a number of years? I was a big fan of the old stadium. Yeah, uh, I like I personally like the football stadiums. Uh, for us as employees, the the pits are really far, and and you know we run back and forth quite a bit. It's tough being that far away, but the atmosphere is pretty cool being in the city. Yeah, so, I mean it, I think it has its plus and minuses. Um, Last year was obviously a muddy race, so it was kind of hard to to put that into perspective if, if yeah. it was a good event or not. But yep. I, I I like the football stadiums. I think it allows for better racing. I think um, it's good. But then you know we go back to last weekend and the racing was great. Kind of a football stadium, I guess, though Oakland. All right. So on the Pulp Show, I put my percent chances of the title at this. Dan, tell me if you agree or disagree. So going forward, Supercross title this year, twenty twenty. I give Roxon 40% chance, I give Tomac a 40% chance, and I give Cooper Webb a 20% chance, and no one else has, has – everyone else has zero. Are you with me? Uh, I don't agree 100% on that. Okay. But, I, I mean, I still think Jason Anderson is, is back there lurking a little bit. He's been solid. Um, he's been top five. I don't know that he's going to come out and go on a win streak or anything, but I don't see Jason being worse than, than fourth at any of these races coming up. Um, but – with that being said, I also don't see him a huge chance to win the title. I think Cooper has a more chance than 20? than you're giving him. Okay. 
I, I agree with JT. I heard what JT said, and, and I actually did talk to Cooper and, and Alden uh, in the truck at, uh, I think, Anaheim 2. Um, Cooper had given us a jersey to give away on, on the Pulp Fantasy, and uh, I was just telling him thanks, and I was like, hey, man, you have more points now than you had last year at this point. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we didn't even think of that, you know? <clears throat> So yeah. I, I don't think he's out of it by no means. Um, you would have to think Eli or Kenny would win it, though, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, obviously injuries can happen. We've seen that. But barring this is all barring injury, of course. So Yeah, um, yeah it's just Cooper's done it. So that's I give him a little bit more edge because he's already done it. That's it. After An- Before Anaheim won, I said I didn't think Adam Cincerillo would grab a win. I changed my tune literally after practice at doing the fly show <laughs> in the pits. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to win. Uh, but we're five rounds down and no win for Adam. Does he still get one, Dan? You know, I don't know. I, I think that he's going to be battling with those guys. But this weekend in Oakland, we kind of seen those guys, what they can do. You yeah. Know, the top guys. Yeah. And I definitely think he gets more podiums, and I definitely think he's up there. But I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, obviously, he can't win because yeah. he can. But I, don't, I think Cooper's got wins in him. I think uh, Eli and, and mm-hmm. Kenny have some wins in him, and I think Jason gets a win or two. So, uh, I put those guys winning before he does. I, I think you're right. I think I put I would put Anderson's chances to grab a win over Adams. I would. Yeah, not much, not by much, but a little bit. Yeah, not by much. I, I just think that having done it before, and I mean, yeah, Adam came in and he's fast. He's fast every weekend. Don't get me wrong, but when he latched on to Kenny last weekend, and I know he's a little banged up, I thought that maybe he could stay with him mm-hmm. and you know just grind it out. But yeah. he lost touch with those guys about you know ten minutes in or so. It, he he told me afterwards, he's like, those guys are so gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, though. Yeah. I think he's still having an incredible year. Yeah. You know? It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Fly Racing, uh, flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. Athena and Get as well. Athena is a point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for dirt bikes, ATVs, Harleys, motorcycles of all types. Uh, they also offer over there at Athena high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, clutch discs, filters, and more. Dan, have you had any... Uh, big bore orders for the 250 East Coast guys uh, come come through, or has that been? <laughs> there, there is uh, some guys that call and they're like, "Hey, is it possible to get a cylinder without the Athena name on it?" <laughs> like, no, guys. <laughs> no, can't do possible. it. Uh, Pro Taper and Maxis is well on board with us too. Uh, let's take some calls here, Dan. From uh, our lines are full, so let's get let's get some people here going. Uh, Carlos, what's up? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. What's your question? Hey, uh, Steve and Dan. I was just wondering, so so Ferrandez is moving up next year, and I've heard some talk about KTM, and I guess Yamaha is a possibility. But what would that mean for Marvin, too? Is is Marvin on the decline? Is he going to be out? Where would he go? I think he has another year left. I think he signed a new deal last year. So I believe it was a two-year deal. Oh, interesting. Dan, I have heard the Ferrandez thing, so. Yeah, Dan, do you know Marv's contract? Yeah, I'm not positive on Marv's deal. I know he re-upped. I don't know if it was a one-year deal. I mean, I know Cooper's deal's up. Uh, a lot of people think Adam's locked into a deal. His deal is also up um, at Kawasaki. So I think there will be a lot of moving pieces next year. There's quite a few guys that are um, contract year, you know, uh, AP's contract year. So, yeah, I think there will be some moving around. Uh, I can't see – I can't see Fer- – I can't see – KTM getting rid of Coop and Marv. I just can't. No, I agree. I think Honda needs to get somebody, though. Uh, I, you know, well, depending on Sexton. Brayton. Yeah, we'll see how that project goes. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sexton's very young. He has one race win, and I love Chase, but he has one race win. Yes, he won a title, but he has, you know, he won the same amount of races as Marty did last year. He led less laps than Marty did last year. Yeah. And you know, and they're yeah, going to yeah, put him on a yeah. 450 in Supercross. I think that's uh, that's pretty crazy. I think, Carlos, I think Ferrandez will have no choice but to stay with Yamaha, and I think they'll throw him the most money, you know. Hmm. So, to me, I think Ferrandez will, will go to Yamaha. Okay, yeah, so, interesting. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, that should be uh, should be interesting to watch that. Uh, Brain, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, folks. Hope you guys are well. Yeah, we're good. Hey, so I know we got, I know we got West for a week, but you know, I think it's pretty predictable. I'm kind of getting antsy. 250 East real quick. So I'm thinking that, I mean, I know the obvious guys, you know, Jordan, Shane, Chase have a lot, you know, to prove to try to win a championship. But I think the guy that's got to show something this year <clears throat> because of the investment that has been made in, in him since an amateur 
is March Banks. And I, I mean, and I don't mean a championship or anything like that. Right. But I mean, you got to see podiums, don't you? Or am yes. I being too hard on? No, too no, hard on no. That? I've talked to the, some of the pro circuit guys, and he, March Banks' contract is up, and they need they need podiums from him. Uh, okay. He's got one. It was in the mud. Yep. Uh, but Dan, do you agree? It's a big year for March Banks. I agree, and I don't see why he shouldn't be on the podium. He's on, you know, questionably one of the best, the best team, you know, between them and Star that's out there, and he has the best guys. He should be podium. He should be a podium guy. You I, know what I mean? I put Chase and McElrath as the favorites, slight favorites, over R.J. Martin and Jordan Smith. To me, those are the next guys. They're they're slightly behind Chase and McElrath. Do you agree, Dan? Yeah, I, depending on Nichols' health, I think Nichols is going to be up there. He has a lot of speed. Yeah, but he hasn't just, ridden yet, I guess. I heard last week he hasn't hasn't got started riding yet, so I was a little yeah, worried. Yeah, that, that that I don't know. So um, if if that's true, then then yeah, he he won't be up there. You got to think that McElrath would be a really good favorite. You know, he's won the opener two or three times on the West Coast, and great you know, bike, great bike, great team. Yeah, yep, he's yep. a really good starter. So um, Jordan obviously had some injuries that we're quiet about on the off season that he's been working on. So I think he might come in a little slow, but I I think he'll be up there as well. And then with Jeremy Martin, we've seen him overseas. You were there, and I think he was really good. And he's gotten better in the whoops, so I think he'll be a competitor too. RJ, what do you think about RJ, Dan? Yeah, I'm a big RJ fan. I'm a little nervous that Tampa's round one, and that's his hometown, and he may just send it really hard. But I've heard really good things. Cooper Webb told me that he thinks RJ can win races, uh-huh. and you know he's down 15 pounds. Uh, he's in really good shape. He's a lot stronger. So, yeah, right. I, I expect I expect RJ to be on the podium. I can't believe RJ has never, never won a race. He's, uh, he's only made two career Supercross podiums. It's crazy. Yeah. But with all the guys you just you, you got, both of you just mentioned, dude, that's a lot of guys for March Banks to get the to get those podiums. It and, is, yeah. And like I said, I mean, you got to get them. And I think, I, I mean, first of all, I think he got he got put on. Well, he wouldn't be getting podiums on the West Coast, but man, there's there's too many more people on the East than the yeah. West. The West is obviously top heavy, but yeah. Well, we yeah. may we may lose some guys. We may lose a Jet Lawrence and Christian Craig on the East, you know, for injuries. That's, yeah. that's what happens because you add Jet and Christian back to the West, and now we're looking deeper. Uh, yeah. Dan, I, I dropped this on the Pulp Show on Monday. Tell me if you agree. Dylan Ferrandis is the fastest 250 rider in America. East, West, motocross, supercross. Give me Dylan Ferrandis. Yeah, and I don't disagree that the West has maybe the best three guys um, in 250 class, or at least mm. you know three of the top three of the top five. Maybe, yeah, sure. maybe three of the top five. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. But after that. And no disrespect to those guys, I feel like it's a pretty big drop off to the Mosmans, the McAdoo's, the Craig's, and those guys. So the East is going to be deeper, I think, and more competitive from a standpoint of one through seven, mm-hmm. but not so much as raw speed. I think right. at the East-West showdown, the first one, I think you know, I think Dylan wins. Right. So. Uh, thanks, Brain. Peace out, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Josh is on five. Josh, what's up, man? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the call, Steve. Thanks for calling um, in. Yeah, with your kind Canadian heart, you've been focusing on bringing up privateers. Uh, maybe we can get uh, Dylan Ferrandez on the phone as well for the Pulp Mech show. He, uh, he doesn't want to do it. He told me he doesn't think his English is good enough. I don't know if that's a, a bullshit reason because he doesn't want to you know, call in or whatever, but uh, he just told me he doesn't think his English is good enough over the phone to come on. He's told me that yeah, twice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to coax him out, though. Uh, maybe DV could come on with him and, yeah. and help him out. Uh, he's a good interview. He lays it out there. I like him. I like Dylan. Um, but, yeah, he's just he's like, I don't think my English is good enough. And I'm like, okay. So that's it. That's where we're at, Josh. All right. Well, Thanks, thank man. you. I'd love Appreciate to hear him. It. Thanks. Yeah, I'd like to hear him, too. So uh, let's go to Kicker Bob. Kicker Bob. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing great compared to a couple of years ago, that's for sure. Good, had good to hear. a major head injury, and yeah, it kind of shut me down for a while. Really? Uh, did you crash, oh, yeah. on your, crash on your dirt bike? Uh, actually, street bike. Yeah, oh, a lady boy. says there's uh, blind spots on motorcycles, and I came over and hit her. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, question, a couple questions for you. But first of all, Pulp Mex video, oh, my gosh, that is awesome. You like that? Thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it. Getting to see everyone that comes in, comes out. And then, you know, I can't just say you guys are doing it. Pookie's there do, doing it, too. Oh, yeah. She got a, she had a Bobinda mask on this, this uh, Monday night. <laughs> so, Oh, my. Hey, a um, couple different things. Uh, I think it's awesome. They were talking about it quite a bit here the last couple shows, but specifically last weekend about uh, the older racers. I'm picking up names of the older racers that are helping train the yeah. youth coming in. They're everywhere, man. Uh, Ivan Tedesco, Nick Way. Yeah. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting some. Uh, Mike Brown, Rarick. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, um, uh, uh, I know I'm forgetting there's a couple of guys. There's yeah. tons of guys that aren't even, you know, I've seen even um – you know, the guys, the Justin Buckaloo and those guys, there's a lot of racers that are out there. Sean Hamlin was yeah. there videotaping some guys a few weeks ago. I think a lot of the past racers are there helping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, funny. You're right. There's a lot of guys roaming the pits. It's funny to watch them walk through the pits and, like, nobody look at them, Dan. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. nobody even, like, you know, years ago, people waited for their autographs. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And no one's, now, no one's even running after them with a no, hat or I, anything. I told this story a few times, but, like, dude, like five years ago, we're in the Georgia Dome, and Wygan and I are talking to McGrath, and, and he's just sitting there. And then he walked right through the crowd from the Honda truck out, and nobody bugged him. And I'm like, look at that. Look at that, Wygan. We couldn't believe it. We're just like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's it's, I mean, Jeremy McGrath, right? Like, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he's just walking through the pits. So. Hey, also then, um, you know, with that, why didn't they talk about Chad before? He come on the show and was doing part of the the discussion and announcements, announcing. What do you mean? Like, uh, like I, I didn't pick up that he was even hurt. Well, I mean, he tweeted it out. We Racer X tweeted it out. I tweeted it out. I didn't get it for some reason. Yeah, I I was like, what? What's he on here for? Where's hey, his name? Hey, Dan. When he Dan was he? So he was he he chose after track walk right to not race. So I mean, we we had talked about it. You know, the week, I mean, he stayed in North yeah. Carolina even Friday and tried to do everything he could with the doctors to get better, but, but there's only so much you can do with Riz. So but, yeah, after when, track walk, we made the decision. When do they come to him for TV? Like, when does that happen? Uh, they honestly didn't. They they always they always ask him to do TV anytime he can. Yep. And it has to go through some channels to get approved. It's not just like, hey, go jump mm-hmm. on with your friends, Ricky and Ralph. Yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, he watched the the 250 main event with us, and right. they were still talking about it. And then they're like, "Okay, we're going to be on TV." I mean, he was supposed to drive me to the airport. I ended up having to jump in an Uber because he was doing TV. So, um, <laughs> like, it was pretty last minute. I don't, I don't think that anybody knew. It wasn't like it was a secret. You know, we just didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I wonder just how does that work? Like, what time do they do they hit him up? Yeah, I mean, they t- they started talking about it. Um, Towards the end of the day, and okay. then it starts going through the channels yeah, of NBC, yeah, yeah. you know, getting approved, right. making sure he, you know, making sure he can do it all and all that stuff. So. Right. Okay. Hey, so, um, Jet Lawrence, that's the that's the younger guy that Fernandez took out, also, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't take him out. Well, I'm saying he got hurt also with that situation. Yeah, yeah, he was pinning it, going through the whoops, and endowed. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the other one. Was it him? Craig. Or was it one of the other ones that got hurt? Fernandez came around again after the first time. No, that was that was Jet Lawrence, but they didn't okay. – nothing Nothing Fernandez it, did. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Dylan's fault. Right. right, yeah, no, I'm not I, – I get it, man. It's racing, dude. It's racing. We go out and we have fun even in the woods. Boom, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hit by your friends. Yeah. It's just part of it. Yep. But, hey, I was wanting to catch JT, but I didn't catch him in terms of the head injury I got. I was going to ask him about street bike and dirt bike helmets because I thought I had seen something about some really high-end helmets that are coming out. I mean, we're not cheap, but they are severe uh, protection. Yeah, the uh, well, the formula. Look at look it up on the uh, on the website, uh, Fly Racing's website, and look at all the tech that's involved in the formula. It's a lot, and uh, it's really good to see that Fly and other companies re, you know, not just relying on an EPS uh, foam, right. uh, EPS, and then an outer shell. They're doing a mm-hmm. lot more than that nowadays. And so check out that Fly one, Kicker Bob. It's really impressive. That's cool, man. Hey, what about the uh, Fly Fly uh, base layer? Is that uh, like a protection layer too? No, it's just uh, just to keep you warm. You want it? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, Kicker Bob. Stay Dude, at home. I'm in Indiana, so it's snowing Oh, no, yeah, we'll That's get you awesome. that fly racing base layer. No problem. Cool, man. Hope you're doing hey, we'll well, man. See if we can catch up with you when uh, when you get to Indy. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Hey, have a great one. Thanks. 
we got a live show coming up too, Fly Racing Yamaha, live podcast show at Indy Friday night. So tickets are still available. They're available on uh, on the um, Pulp Mex website. So, Evan, you want to talk about the Monster Cup? Yeah. Um, it says on the big screen in Oakland that it's in Carson, California. Yeah, bro, Home Depot Center. Oh, uh, Home Depot. Oh, I don't know I, if it's called that anymore, that actually. But what's that? Oh, okay. I just never heard of it. I didn't know there was, like, a stadium or anything. Yeah, yeah, they, they had the McGrath Invitational there. X Games was there, I think, as well. Yep. Um, yeah, it's in uh, it's in uh, Carson, California, not far from Compton. Not far from beautiful Compton. Sweet. So uh, right check on. it out, though. Yeah. Yeah, will do. Thanks, Evan. You don't have any more tickets, do you? No, nah, we're, we're all out, man. Sorry. Oh, all right. All right. Dan, yeah, the, the, how do you think that's going to go? Is it going to go – Better, the same, worse, Dan, with the move to Monster Cup to, to Carson? Uh, I don't think it's going to be any better, no. Right, or any worse uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll just be another another Supercross. I mean, I really miss the the U.S. Open with the atmosphere and, and it just being like in a little fishbowl, uh, and I, I really miss that. I don't know if it's my love of amateur racing or what it is, Dan, but I can't get excited about this Monster Cup and this lame-ass track. I like the three motos. I like all that. I'm down with that. But uh, I'm just – I can't get excited about this race. It's so boring, you know? Yeah. I, I think to us it's just another Supercross at this point. Right. It doesn't have, it doesn't have that wow factor of, of anything really different, you know? No, uh, no. But, so, but, yeah, for, but, me, for me it's tough as well. But I don't know. Are we – is it just because we're jaded and we're just we – we're all these things? You know what I mean? But the uh, fans love it? I think – like, I don't know that they love it. I mean, maybe the change will be good, but – I, I don't know. It's just another Supercross to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got a Pulp Max Fantasy question from Shad. Shad, what's up? What's your Pulp Max Fantasy question? Yeah. Um, I was wondering on uh, Moseman and Roxon, their injury updates, and where's that put them for fantasy? And then uh, also the the Bradshaw uh, doing a track for Reed or something. Bradshaw doing a track for Reed? You mean Barnett? Uh, yeah. My bad. Yeah. My Barnett, bad, Barnett builds tracks for a living. That's how he makes money. Yeah, Chad, I know, Chad, but I mean, Chad's I didn't having know a, Reed had property somewhere to do it. What's going on with it? Yeah, Does that mean he's going to get better on East Coast? Somewhere on North Carolina, Dan? He's got, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Right now he's been riding at Dax and Bennett's uh, amateur kid uh, for KTM. He has a he has a really nice facility, but it's about an hour and ten minutes from for Ben and Chad to drive to each day. So uh, Chad did get some property. Uh, I believe it's the same property that Cooper Webb used when, uh, when he was up there. And oh. Arnett. Barnett has always built a track for for Chad. He's always done Chad stuff, even in Florida. So uh, Barnett came in, I believe, started on Monday, and uh, there will be a track there. I think uh, it'll be like Chad, Brayton, Hill. There'll be some guys riding there. <clears throat> and oh, it's only, really? You know, it's only like 20 minutes from Chad's Chad's house. So that is the goal, honestly, to to be able to ride, and not have to drive an hour each way, and. Um, I mean, the goal is still to get yeah. the result. Yeah, the goal is still. Uh, but Moseman, I think, is in. Roxon's in. They they did an X-ray. Roxon's foot is fine. Uh, no damage. I'm sure it's not. You don't think still it's going to slow him up, either one of them, any, or what? What do you think, Dan? No, I think um, Moseman will be fine. He just It looks like he hit his head um, and took a, a lot of points from my fantasy team last week. So he'll be fine this week, and then. <laughs> Kenny, I would say Kenny's on the podium, fourth yeah. at worst. Thanks, Chad. Uh, hey, one more thing since you're talking about fantasy. I scored a 12, but I was the third dude at a 12. So so does that apply for a, a prize, or does that mean? Uh, it goes the tiebreaker is the week before. So um, Yeah, so I was the third guy. I, was, I mean, if so they if put got, me third at 12, that means I was the lowest on a tiebreaker, right? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You got 12th overall or 12 points? Are I you got third? Overall, like, what, what do you. There was three of us that Okay, all right. So, yeah, overall. then there's a tiebreaker. And then uh, we haven't, I haven't done the prizes yet. I don't know if you have yet, Dan. Uh, yeah, they're, they got done last night. So, if, if you tied for 12th, which I think that's what you mean, um, and you were on yeah. the bottom of the list. So, yeah. if the next person below you, if they say 16th or something, yeah, you got a prize somewhere in there if you tied for 12th. I just, uh, I'll have to look at the, oh really name? uh yeah it, it might be i haven't i haven't done my part of the prizes yet so maybe maybe it's on me to really? send, send out but we'll be in touch chat if you got one yeah. no that's great man you guys have a good, good one good work at getting 12 that's awesome 
Yeah, oh. I got like two seventy six, and and yeah, and I would have yeah, right. I, I would have done better if I would have got first lap leader on one of them. Well, that's so. Dan Truman's life. Welcome to Dan's life. Thanks, Chad. Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Pulp Mix Fantasy Podcast is out now. If you want to hear Parabinos talk about his All Star selection in two fifties, <laughs> grab it a listen and and listen to a man on the edge of insanity, right there. So. Uh, it's really, it really is affecting his life. I feel bad. <laughs> Dude, he's got to let it go. Like, God. Uh, Justin, what's up, man? You got a factory mechanic question? Yeah, but to touch on what you were saying, poor Paul, man, thinking he's putting the heck Dude. on everybody. Dude, <laughs> he, 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 his, his all-star selection is just comedy at this point. Like, I can't believe that. Like, four For straight sure. weeks. Yeah. So and, for, and to, to see it, and honestly, to see a lot of this affect you guys is kind of what pulled the reins back on me for jumping on board. But I'm, I'll be honest, dude, I'm fine. I Seriously, do I don't care. Like I, I'll tell you when I was pissed. The last two years, I've lost the lead at the last round for Supercross and Motocross uh, in Vegas. Dan passed me, I think, and then Indiana uh, JT got me. So I was legitimately pissed to go 12 rounds and 17 rounds in the lead and then get past in our admin at the very last race. Thank you, Dylan Wright and, uh, and others. But that was it. Other than that, dude, I don't take it personally. I don't care. I try my best. But goddamn, JT and Paul, like they're, they, they're on their suicide watch if things go sideways, you know? So. Well, just, just like Kiefer would say, Mathis is going to Mathis. It's a five. It's a five. Exactly. It's yeah. just a five, dude. Yeah. So. For sure. For sure. Anyways, what's uh, up, man? Yeah, mechanic question, and this is probably stupid, but, I mean, I take care of my two boys, bikes, uh, regularly, but I hear about factory mechanics framing bikes every weekend. Mm -hmm. Is that really more or less a maintenance, not a maintenance thing, but more of a a cleanliness thing? I mean, because when it comes to, like, steering head bearings, swing arm bearings, pivot bearings, I might do them twice a year on my kids' bike. And I do pressure wash my kids' bikes, like, every weekend yeah so. it's it's more of a safety thing um it's not yeah it's not really needed um to be honest especially in supercross motocross yes um yeah well honestly though at yamaha we just did in supercross we took our linkage off eight races in and then put another one on it was freshly greased for supercross it was amazing i did more work as a privateer yamaha guys were like yeah it's greased it's fine it stays in there so i don't know it was, it was weird that way, but it's also safety stuff. You look at everything. You make sure there's no cracks. There's no broken stuff. You know, all of that, Justin? Yeah, that, that's so, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a tolerance thing, too. Some of the parts we, we run have a very tight tolerance of how, you know, and they wear out. So it's really to measure things. Uh, like Steve said, Supercross, we, don't, we only put an hour a weekend on the bike. You know, yeah. in an outdoor, it's three times that. So um, yeah. is, is it necessary to do it to your kid's bike? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not. Yeah, I think I've been keeping an eye on the subframe on an AD, and that's really the only thing that I noticed right. he, he's worn out. But yeah. other than that, that was really it. Because, no, you're but, f- you're fine. Yeah, don't don't stress it. But yeah, it's 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 cleanliness. It's uh it's the proper thing to do. It's your full time job if you're a mechanic, you know, and all of that. Yeah. But But I will say, when I got to Yamaha as a factory mechanic, I was they they, they just go by time. Everything is timed out. So a supercross, like Dan said, is an hour. Uh, I think it was an hour 15 in my day, an hour yeah. 15 of riding. And so Yamaha was like, hey, that piston goes eight hours. So we don't need to pull it apart. It's eight hours. We know that time, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm rigorous like that. I've been, you know, uh, you know, that's the other thing with pit top ends, you know, and thank you for the pulse code for that. So yeah. That, that really works out. And, and you get yourself a wireless hour meter from Get, and, you know, that works really well, too. You can really monitor all the time. So, yeah. Right Thanks, on. man. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, Dan. I, I like I said, like I got to to Yamaha and they were like, "Yeah, don't grease your link linkage every week. Just put put a new one on after eight races." I'm like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, that's it. It's fine." So, yeah, I I think I don't think it's necessary, but. Then again, as a mechanic, so for even Ben, you know, he go he frames the bike each weekend. It's more so if you don't do it, that's the weekend something breaks, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know, just do your job, and no matter what place your guy gets, so we just do it. Dark side, you got a Chad. Re- oh, Dark side's not there. Uh, Tim, what's up? You got a 2011 CRF 450. You're in luck, Tim, because Dan probably worked on that bike. <laughs> not nice. No, my question was. 
Dan or Steve, either one of you. I've, I've got the 11 450, and it's it's when I crank the bike, and when it's running, you know, I, when I give it gas, it sounds like there's a puffing air coming out from under the seat in the air box. Is that normal? Uh, it's, just, it's just a weird thing that. But it uh, runs. It runs it has, fine. It runs all oh, it fine. Runs great. It, it's a it's a fairly low hour bike. Uh, looks really good. But I'm I'm just a, I'm a 50 year old novice vet rider. But uh, it, it's just weird. I've heard others, and it doesn't really do it as much. It's not hmm. as prominent. But but it it's just a weird sound that comes out of it. It sounds like I don't know if something's wrong or it's wow. just you know I keep the air filter clean. I would say your filter is misaligned or something. So I would check that. You know, and your your what you're hearing is the you know you're you're hearing the sound from the intake and the uh-huh. valves without the filter covering something properly. But I'm sure you've looked at that. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've looked at all of it, searched it, yeah, but I just didn't know if it was a, a problem. I didn't want to go into it. And and real quick, what what would be the uh, top end hours on that? Like I said, I'm I'm a vet rider. Um, it's probably got maybe forty hours on it. That's probably about when you want to start looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't you agree, Dan? Yeah, we usually, you know, if guys are just going to do rings and they want to go a little longer, we tell them, you know, you can go 20 hours or so, take a look at them, 40 hours on a top end if you just do a top end. You yeah, know. 40's, 40's about right for a vet guy for a top end. I've got a, my buddy back home, though, he's got 90 hours on his Yamaha 450, hasn't yeah. touched a thing. I have a... I have a bike here that has 147 hours on it. Uh, this guy brings in. Wow. You know, he changes the oil and does everything fine. The biggest problem is, is when they when they do go. If you don't do the top uh-huh. end, then it becomes very expensive. You well, know? So yeah, this so guy, good. this guy's done nothing at 147 hours, Dan. Like not, not nothing. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no engine. Engine's never been a part. Never. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel yeah. good. Yeah, I don't. I don't suggest that. So. No, and when it when it goes, I told him I said it's going to go. It's going to cost a lot of money. Right, <laughs> you know? right, like, right. Yeah, I would start wow. looking into into the top end around okay. the, around All now. Right, so thanks, man. All right, no thanks, problem. guys. Thanks. Wow. What about that air noise? I guess I didn't ask you, Dan. You have any idea? What do you? What yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know the wrong filter or it's twisted, like you said. It's definitely not supposed to blow air through there. So. No, well, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Dan, who should be more frustrated their season? Speaking of fly racing, Moto sixty, Baggett or Osborne? Who would be more upset about the way their first five rounds has gone? I would, I would probably say Baggett only because Baggett's shown more speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baggett has qualified first, and he's been up front. And then the results in the main events just haven't come. You know, you look yep. at last week, and he, I thought for sure he would be on the podium. He's been on the podium there before. He qualified fastest. He had a good heat race. He started doing that 3-3 when no one else did. Um, but, yeah, it just it hasn't come together in the main. Yeah, I think, I think you're right because, yeah, or you look at Anaheim, too, when he was on Kenny, right? Yeah. Just exactly, stuff and, like has, that. and then he has that crash, and yep. then he gets up and he crashes again. So it's just been a tough one. Uh, ProTaper.com, Maxis.com, and Athena uh, as well. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, we got a couple minutes left here before we wrap it up here. San Diego coming up this weekend. Weather looks good. Have you looked at the track map, Dan? I did. I did. Back-to-back loop sections, and uh, I think that will favor the guys like Blake Baggett and, and Davalos and things. So maybe this weekend is the weekend that Blake does uh, rebound. And you guys are doing some uh, some military appreciation over there at CR22 team. Um, a little bit different, okay. a little bit different because uh, Chad has such a such a connection with San Diego, so it's not so much on the military side. Oh, I thought, oh, okay. To, to he, his he mentioned on Monday cool gear. I assumed it was that, so something else. Yeah, okay, it's right. something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, Dan, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend uh, in San Diego. Uh, and uh, thanks for the time, man. Get and Athena. Please check them out. If you need a discount, you need a deal from something from Get or Athena, email us on the contact form on pulpmex.com. We'll pass that on. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. All right. See see you later. That's Dan Truman, everybody. Jason Thomas earlier, uh, 702-586-7857. If you've got a call, we can maybe squeeze one more in here late in the show. Uh, Austin Forkner, of course. Justin Cooper, Ferrandis going for the the championship now. Big break after this. Ferrandis has the lead again. It says here that he doesn't let this thing go. He says here that the red plate stays with Dylan Ferrandez. So uh, that's what I that's what I kind of think. Tits, what's what's your thoughts on that? Do you feel like Ferrandez, now that he got the red plate, it's over? Nothing is over. Oh, okay. Thank like you. Like my good friend Rambo says. Yeah, John Rambo says yes. that as well. Um, well, I, I don't know. What do you th- what do you think, Tits, of my forty forty twenty for the four fifties? I know um, you know I know it's not done anymore. 
Yeah, it's hard for me to really throw my weight behind anyone, but I actually I think I'm gonna like uh, Roxon's consistency more than Eli's, just because um, that's Roxon, right? I mean, other than when he's hurt, he's always there. It seems like his fitness is not the issue anymore, yep. and so I would actually go uh, forty-one, thirty-nine, oh, twenty. Of course, you would be favor, different. In of favor course, of Roxon, you would go different. Yes, just that one percent or two percent. Four whole shots for uh, Roxon this year. He's got five the starts, races, man. Yeah. That, that's the that's the biggest thing with Eli is he doesn't have but, that consistency. I wonder if Weirdo Eli is dead. Like, is Weirdo Eli going to show up? He did it A1, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess that'll be the tale, right? If he can not have those weird things. We still haven't seen his, hey, I'm going to crash, then I'm going to take five minutes to get going again. You yep. know, as long as that's gone. He's obviously got the speed to, to rip through the pack the way uh, pretty much no one else does. Right, um, right. But as long as he doesn't have that big thing, then he should be okay. See what happens, San Diego, this weekend. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com, protaper.com, maxis.com, athena.com. Give away some tickets. Thanks to the folks at Feld for that. Fly Racing Base Slayer also. Tits, thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.